This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We are on a, a series, sermon series, on the power gifts. And, uh, you know, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is not just a theological uh, discussion on how great Jesus is. And it's good we talk about how great Jesus is. But it's more, more than just theology. Amen? And, uh, you know, you can persuade people through, you know, the knowledge of Jesus. And we want to do that. But uh, there's another way to persuade people for the kingdom of God. And that's operating in the power gifts of God. And this can really help people uh, when you start operating in the power gifts of God. How many people would like? How many people have have uh, have actually uh, operated in, in a gifting? I, I know some of you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. You speak with other tongues, um, uh, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, things of that nature, uh, gifts of healings. Um, they all work together, and I think we've all. Possibly, if you, if you are a type of person that prays for other people, uh, you're going to see some of these giftings in operation. So, you know, you may say, Pastor, how do I start doing this? How, how do I start, you know, operating in the gifts of the Spirit? Because I, I, I'm really kind of like, I would like to, you know, I like to do it. Well, if you could just start praying for people. Just start praying. And then all of a sudden, a gift may start working. Amen. So it's not like you, you're going to try to work it. But if you just start praying for people, you know, we have opportunities to pray for people. And I think what it is, is even me, uh, you know, yesterday I was talking to my neighbor. He's a new neighbor that just moved in right next door to me. And he's a younger guy. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess sometimes we have a fear of we don't want to look a little weird to people. Amen. <laughs> You know, when you're a Christian and you understand Christian things and you understand, you know, God can move in power. Natural people don't, natural people, people that don't know God don't understand these things. Sometimes if you come off too strong, they're going to back off. Isn't that right? You know, you say, oh, God is awesome and he's talking to me and people are going to be looking at you like, you know what I'm saying? And so you have to be, you know, you have to ease in. Amen. And be gentle. And, uh, and so even yesterday, the, uh, my neighbor was saying to me, and I pray for people all the time. But even I even get, you know, timid sometimes. And he said, well, I hurt my knee. And that was an opportunity for me to pray for him. Amen. But I didn't do it. And uh, I just went ahead and ministered. And I said, oh, man, that's a bad, that's, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. And he's going to, he's going to, he's going to a doctor and all that. And, uh, but, but you, but you have to be led by the Holy Spirit when to do things. That's right. And maybe yesterday was not a time for me to move there. It's just to be kind of normal. Amen. Because, you know, really, as Christians, really, you're not just supposed to be normal people. You're not supposed to be just natural people. You're supposed to be supernatural people. Amen. And so we, we, we are in a gospel that is a supernatural gospel. Now, if you, have your, if you have your Bible, open your Bible to our foundational scripture, and that's Acts 1.8. And today, uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, it's Pentecost Sunday. And, and that means that the Holy Spirit invaded the church. And so a lot of churches are, um, uh, you know, are celebrating Pentecost Sunday. And a lot of times... Uh, some churches that are Pentecostal churches, uh, sometimes the ladies come in all white. Yes. Amen. The, the men are wearing, I wasn't going to wear all white today, but I'm wearing a white t-shirt. I mean, a white dress shirt. And uh, so Acts 1.8, so just to represent the Holy Spirit coming into the church. And when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, it, it, he always makes things better. Amen. Yes, he does. When the Holy Spirit comes in, when he invades our life, yes. He makes things better. It make, the Holy Spirit makes me want to be better. Amen. Have you ever felt that? You know, the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to things and the Holy Spirit will always make, make things better. God wants to make your life better. Yes. Amen. And, this, and the gifts of the Spirit not only will make your life better, but will make other people's lives better. Yes. And you may say, well, I, you know, those gifts are good for you, but I don't need them. Well, you may not need them 
personally for yourself, but maybe your neighbor might need a gift. Amen. Maybe your relative might need you to operate in a gift. Amen. So maybe you, you're doing good, but, but it's not, say this, it's not all about me. So we operate in the giftings and sometimes it's very controversial and sometimes it, it, people, you know, may say things and, you know, when you operate in giftings and uh, uh, may not even, you know, the enemy will try to put things in people's minds that you may not, you know, be saying things right or whatever. But the bottom line is, as long as you're trying to walk with God, Amen. as long as you got a pure heart. And we, like I said last week, we are people, we don't operate in the gifts perfectly, but God uses imperfect people to get his perfect will done on the earth. And thank God that we're not, we're not, God doesn't wait until we get perfect. Thank God that God works with us even in our weaknesses. Thank God that God allows us to, you know, you know, do you know that doctors, you know, they say they practice, you know, they're, they're in practice. What does that mean? That means that they're, they're still learning. That they're, they're practicing. They're, they, they don't have it. Most doctors don't have it down to a science. They don't know. You know, you could have, go into a doctor's office. You could give them your symptoms. And they say, well, it could be this. It could be that. They don't know. They, they, they're just trying to figure out, you know, by the textbooks and what you might be going through, what you might have. But it may not even be that. Oh, yeah. So they're practicing. So as Christians, we're walking this walk out in faith, but we're practicing. Amen. Say I'm practicing. Right. So so when God moves, we we just we move with God. Right. We we flow with God. So so we, we need to learn to flow with God. Amen. And I'm going to say this and don't try to make things happen. Amen. You know, if they happen, that's great. But see, you don't want to try to push or push, you know, try to make things happen. God, you got to make things happen. No, 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 no. It, it, it's, it's, it's God will conform, conform, confirm his word with signs following. So as long as we're ministering the word, then it's up to God to do what he wants to do. And if there, nothing happens, then it's not on you. Is that, is that great? So even if you pray for somebody and... You know, nothing happens. Crickets, right? You know what I'm saying? Nothing. It just seems like you don't know that nothing's happening. You just, you're just perceiving that very second. Oh, they didn't fall down or they didn't jump up and down or, or their knee didn't feel any better than nothing. No, 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 no. Maybe something is happening and it's a process. And the Bible says as they went, they were healed. So, so you don't know that nothing happened. You, you don't, you're not really too sure because you just pray and let God move. Yes. You know, I, I was uh, uh, listening to Brother Hagin and he was in a sermon, uh, he was in a service and uh, he was ministering and this, uh, this little girl was in the service and she, um, her legs were crippled and I don't know if she had polio or what, but her little legs were crippled and Brother Hagin prayed for her. And he felt the power of God go in her, but nothing happened. You know, in the, in the natural, you, you, she, the little girl didn't get up and start running around the church. It would have been nice. And, but the little girl, that, the mother, you know, uh, took the little girl home and, and, and took her to the bathtub to bathe her uh, that, that night. And she put her in the bathtub and she started crying. She said, God, I know that, that Brother Hagin laid hands on her and, I know that he prayed the, the, the prayer of faith over her. And, and I, I know, you know, and why, you know, she's, she was asking God, why didn't she get healed? And before she said why, the Lord said, the Lord spoke to her heart. She, he said, I, do you believe that Brother Hagin is a man of God? And she said, yes. And he said, do you believe that when Brother Hagin said that she was healed, that he lied? He, she said, I believe I, or, that he lied. She says, no, I don't believe he lied. Then, then you got to believe that, that, that the power is in your little girl healing her. And, he, and she said, I believe, with tears coming down her eyes. And when she said that, she started hearing bones crack in, in, in her little girl's legs. And her legs started straightening out. And the little girl received her total healing. She came out of that bathtub and ran around the house. What am I saying to you? Just because it doesn't look like it's happening. 
Just because you're praying and you haven't seen it yet doesn't mean that God is not moving. You got to keep believing. You can't unhook from believing. You got to keep believing that God is going to move, that God is not, He's going to move, that He is moving. Amen. God hears our prayers. We have to believe that. And that he's working when it doesn't seem like. There's a song. He's working even when we don't see him working. He's working when we don't even see him working. Well, he's working on our prayers. Do you believe that? He's working on your children. He's working on delivering some of your kids. He's working on it. Don't say, well, God just doesn't. You know, I, I, I don't like religious ministers that say, well, sometimes God says yes, and sometimes God says no, and sometimes God says maybe. Well, the Bible says all God's promises are yes and amen. Right? So my Bible says yes and amen. And every time that people went to Jesus, did he ever say, well, well maybe, or not today? Did, did Jesus ever say that to any of the people that came to him? Well, God's in a bad mood today. No, never. You, you don't ever. Uh, listen, don't put your belief system on, on a prayer that maybe a minister prayed for somebody and they didn't see it happen. And, no, no. You've got to base your faith on what Jesus did down here on this earth. And if Jesus healed everybody that came to him, right, and there, there was never a no or a maybe, Amen. Then, then, then you can bet your bottom dollar that God is in the healing business and he's working. Amen. Say he's working on my body. Amen. He's working on my life. He's working on my body. He's working in my finances. He's working. Amen. You just got to believe that. Say, I believe that. Amen. I'm just giving you a little, a little appetizer before we really get into the word this morning. Amen. And so in Acts 1.8, I love this. Uh, Jesus says to the disciples right before he goes up to heaven, he said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my my witnesses uh, to me in Jerusalem and Judea in Samaria and the ends of the earth. You say in Virginia Beach, Norfolk and Chesapeake. Amen. You shall be my witnesses. So so God wants us walking in the power you know, there's a lot of people sometimes they and unfortunately, there's churches out here that that I love all churches. I love people that love God, but they don't have the full story. Amen. And some ministers, you know, they go with preaching traditions of men instead of the word of God. And they go with a traditional message and they don't allow the power of God to operate. And so they, so they, 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 you know, because of ignorance and they don't understand, they don't really believe, you know, that God heals today. Amen. No, God is intimately involved in everybody's life who wants them, who wants the, God to be involved in their life. Yes. Amen. And God is moving. And the reason why people leave the church is because they come to a church that just, they just hear theology, but they see no power. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And then, then, then uh, these uh, people start looking at, you know, Ouija boards and all this stuff and, uh, and, and Satan and, they, and Satan tried to boast, he has the power. No, well, yeah, yeah, Satan has some power. There's some abilities. Satan can do some things. He, he was able to, you know, the magicians were able to do some things even with the miracles, uh, of the ten plagues, the magicians were able to do some things. Uh, they were able to to uh, produce some snakes. They were, but 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 God with with Moses' rod had the king snake. He was able to outdo. See, God will always outdo what the devil can do. And so when you start walking in the power of God, I mean, uh, and you start listening and hearing God, I'm telling you, it, it will straighten some people out. I remember. That uh, uh, Jesse DePlantis, uh, listen to him, he was uh, running from God. And he was uh, a musician. And he, and he played, I think he played the bass guitar. And uh, he was in a rock band. But he was uh, 
you know, traveling, doing all this crazy stuff. He was in Mexico and he was in, in a, uh, uh, a topless go-go bar. And, uh, and uh, he was there. He, was, he, he shouldn't be there. And, and, and his mom was praying and the Holy Spirit told her exactly where he was at and what bar it was in Mexico. She called the bar. She called the bar and, said, and, 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 and he had a stage name. And, and, and is Jesse DePlantis here? Somebody picks up the phone. Your mom's on the phone and said, you better get out of here because God has, you know, God, you know, judgment's going to come down on your life. And, 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 and Jesse just like turned white and said, oh, my God. And, and, and said, we got to get out of here. God's going to kill us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? What am I saying? I'm saying that, that, that if God can reveal this today, I'm talking about just, you know, we, we read the Bible and we think, well, that's Bible and that's all Bible stories. And that's what happened in the Bible, you know, uh, that, that's, that's, that's good for preaching, but it's, 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 it's not really, it's not really practical for today. No, no, it's not just good for preaching. It is practical for today. Amen. I mean, God can God can reveal things to you to to get your family in place and give you a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom and and, and, and do some amazing things where your kids like, how do you know? Seems like moms know everything. You know, I know this. It seems like they you can't get over on a mom. It's like the kids will always try to get over, but but moms like they know. They they just. They just know, you know, the kid will try, your, your child will try to say something, trying to work out a scheme, and, and mom already know you're trying to work out a scheme, aren't you? Dads know too, amen? We got some savvy dads in here, you know what I'm talking about. So, but, but, but I'm going to say this, you can never get over on the Holy Spirit. You can never get over on God. God is always watching. So, so today I'm going to talk to you about, you know, the gifts uh, of speaking in tongues and, and how we get kind of confused about this. There's a whole chapter on it and it's tongues. I'm going to talk to you about tongues, interpretation, tongues and prophecy. And what, what we get kind of mixed up and what even some people that, that study the Bible, it's funny, you get people that try to explain things to you that never operate in them. Have you ever, they, they, they like, they can tell you what it's all about, but they never operate. I, I have operated, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, pump, pump my ego up or anything. Like that, but I can, I can tell you by experience as well as by reading the word. Because these things happen to me. So, you know, I, I remember that I was in a, uh, uh, a meeting and it was, it was a home Bible study. And I still remember they were, pre- the, they were ministering in love and we had a couple people together, had a guy with a guitar. We probably had maybe, maybe eight people there. And, um, and he was, we were singing some worship songs and there was a, uh, a guy that was going to minister on love. And all of a sudden, after the worship song, I, there, all of a sudden I had this unction and I spoke in, in, in an unknown tongue. Now, it wasn't my, pray, my normal prayer language. And this where you have to, this is where we have to, there's a difference. There's a gift of tongues. It's our prayer language that we spend with time in our prayer room. That's our prayer language that we spend with God in our prayer room. Amen. But then there's a ministry tongues that, that the Holy Spirit comes upon us. It's similar but different because this is a tongue where God wants us to interpret and, and give a word to build up the body. Okay, so you could say there's two different kinds of tongues. There's the prayer language tongue, and then there's the gift of tongues that operates in assembly for the edifying of the church. Does that make sense? But sometimes people that read this, and Paul says here in a passage, I think in chapter 12, it says, do all speak in tongues. And see, see, not everybody is supposed to speak in tongues. But he, what he's talking about is the gift, in, it's the gifting of tongues to build the church up. He's not saying, does all speak in tongues? Well, well, should all be baptized in the Holy Spirit? That's where people say, well, not everybody needs to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. See, Paul says, do all speak in tongues? Well, you've got to clarify what he's actually saying. 
And so, but he's talking in the reference of do people, do people give a tongue out in a church? Do all people do that? And, and do they interpret their tongues? And do they give a prophecy? Is, that, is this helping any? And so, and so but, and, but every believer that's baptized in the Holy Spirit, God does not hold back that gift of tongues from anybody. Amen. Amen. If you want it. If you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he wants you to have. Why? Because it will help you. It's a deeper devotion that you can have towards God. Plus, he will help you move into the other giftings. Now, let's look at this because uh, chapter 14 is a whole chapter based on tongues. Can we just read the Bible this morning? Amen. Just, just read the Bible. Uh, you know, it, it's good just to read the Bible. So we're going to look at chapter 14 and it says here. I love this because, because he sandwiches, because he talks about the gifts of the Spirit in chapter 12 and chapter 14. And in chapter 13, he puts in the middle love. He talks about love, uh, you know, though we speak with tongues of men and angels, but do not have love. We, we are a clanging symbol, right? If we do all this, but we don't have love, we operate in spiritual gifts without love. So what he's saying is that we, you, if you're going to operate in these giftings, you've got to operate in love. I said that last week. So he says in chapter 14, starting with verse 1, he says, pursue love. We want to pursue love. Pursue walking in of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, uh, humility or meekness, self-control and faithfulness. Pursue love, but desire spiritual gifts. Now he's saying here, desire, he's telling us, that we should desire spiritual gifts. Paul is saying, as a body, we should desire. He says, desire. In other words, you should desire spiritual gifts. And so he says that, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So now he's saying to us that you should desire not only to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the gift of speaking in tongues, but you should also pray that you may prophesy. Why? Because it builds up the body. So let's go in verse 2. He says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Now, I said this before, but sometimes we can get in excess, and sometimes we can get teachings that are unbiblical. And I remember I, I, I was visiting my sister and she was attending a church and I think it was her church. I'm not 100%. It must have been. And I went skiing where she in Nevada. And, uh, and, but I, I hooked up with one of the guys that was in her church. And, he's, and he was talking about warring tongues. I think I spoke about this earlier. And he said, we war in tongues. You know, we, we, and, and I said, how do you war in tongues? And he said, well, you speak really loud in the, in the, in the Holy Spirit. Right. And but but here Paul says that when we speak, we're not speaking to the devil. We're we're, we're speaking to God. So 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 when you just read your Bible, you do you know what I'm saying? You say, wait a second. You war in tongues. Now, I can pray in tongues loud and boisterous or low under my breath. I could I could shout I, when I'm preaching. I could be soft or I can be loud. Some people say, you're just way too loud, Pastor. <laughs> you're just way too loud. Amen. But, but you, know, uh, you know, you don't need to shout it. Amen. That's called preaching. Amen. <laughs> you know, teaching is, is, is a whisper. Preaching is proclaiming it. Right. You shout. <laughs> and sometimes I need to shout to wake you up every once in a while. Amen. Because sometimes, you know, the teachers can make you fall asleep. Amen. So sometimes you need to wake up. Amen. So you, yeah. Glory to God. And so, so, so he says here, for he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. So you're not speaking to the devil. You're speaking unto God for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, this is Paul talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit of that of our natural. It's our prayer language gift tongues. So when we're praying, we're praying out mysteries. So let's go back when uh, uh, at, at my house, I was praying in the Holy Spirit 
I was just about ready, and I'm going to get back to that other uh, instance, but I was praying uh, in the Holy Spirit, and I was in my bed praying the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden, uh, I had a phrase that came out that said, help Pastor Joe, right? Pastor Joe uh, started this church, and, and I'm in Oklahoma, he's in Virginia Beach, and that phrase came out, help Pastor Joe. Now, I was praying in a tongue, and, and I didn't know what I was praying until the mystery that, that came forth. Now I understood what I was praying, help Pastor Joe in, in, in an unknown tongue. Right. Now, I didn't want to hear that. Sometimes you can pray things out you don't want to hear. It's like maybe God may tell you to stop doing something. Oh, I don't want to hear that because I want to keep doing it, you know. And, uh, and, and what? It's direction. God wants to give you some direction. I, I already had my, my, my life all planned out. I'm going to stay in Oklahoma. I wasn't planning on leaving. I bought a place out there. But he said, go help Pastor Joe. That changed my whole thing, my whole life, right? And, uh, and, so, and, so, and so I prayed that out. Now, that's for direction. And so, and that is, that's a tongue for yourself. Amen. Now, now God won't always do that. You know, he's not going to, but he had to hit me over the head. He had to, I had to eat my own words because I said I would never pastor. And I actually said, I probably won't ever go back to Virginia beach. I'm pretty happy in Oklahoma and never say what you're never going to do. If you want to follow the will of God. Now, if you don't want to follow the will of God, you can say whatever you want, I guess. Do whatever you want, but it's on you. So if you want to do whatever you want, it's on you. But if you want to do what God wants, there's the blessing. And I don't know about you, but I want the blessing in my life. I, I don't want a little curse and a little blessing. I don't want a little, uh, you know, uh, uh, valley and little top of the mountain experience and kind of live a half in, half out Christian life. Who wants to live like that? No, I want to be on top of the mountain. I said the mountain always looks better when you're on the summit. It always looks better when you're on top. It always looks bad when you're looking up. Oh my, that's a high mountain to climb, right? But it always looks good when you're on top, right? And, and, so, and so God wants it. So what, what, what tongues will do uh, will, will bring us on top, will, will bring us into a place. So, so he used that gifting to, to, to reveal some truth. Now in Acts uh, uh, chapter 13, uh, you, can, you can turn there for a second. But we know this, that, that God wants to give us direction. You know, we need direction. Amen. We need wisdom. Yes. I need wisdom in everything yes. in my life. I, I got to have wisdom. And, and so, so God wants to give us direction. He, want, he, he wants to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so in Acts chapter 13, we see, it says, Now, now in the church, there was in Antioch, there was a certain prophets and teachers, uh, and Barnabas, Simeon, uh, and these, these people, and Saul, uh, uh, and in and, and verse 2 it says, and they were ministering to the Lord and fasted. So they were ministering to the Lord and they were fasting. So fasting is New Testament. <laughs> I just want to just clarify that. Fasting is New Testament. And we'll continue. That. Pastor, do I have to fast? You don't have to do anything. <laughs> you don't want to do, but you get to. If you want to get closer to God and, 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 you're, and you're dealing with some issues in your life, fasting might be a good place to go, right? And so it says, as they were ministering the Lord and fasted, verse 2 in chapter 13 of Acts, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Now, when, when you read this, you think, did the Holy Spirit just show up, you know, like a dove, and the dove started speaking out from the air. Is that how the Holy Spirit spoke? No. No, what, what probably happened was there was a tongue, an interpretation, and then a, pro a prophetic word. That's what happened. So there was a tongue, an interpretation, and a prophetic word. And then God, then God spoke and said, separate uh, these men for the work of the ministry. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And that's how God works. God works in a supernatural way. Yes. Amen. And so we, we, you know, before the Holy Spirit empowered the church, you know how they figured out if God was in it or not? Do you want me to tell you? They drew straws. 
They just, okay, let, whoever has the shortest straw, they're going to have to walk the plank, you know, whatever. You know, they, had, they drew straw. They did that to figure out who was going to be the next apostle of the Lamb. They, they drew straws between two guys. So that was before the Holy Spirit invaded the church. And God can work through that method. But he ain't working through those methods anymore like drawing straws. Like you may say to your wife now, who's going to clean the house, me or you? Let's draw straws. Well, if, if you don't want to be sleeping on, on the couch, mister, you better start helping your wife around the house. No, we'll continue. But uh, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so that's, what, that's how they did things. You know, they, they did things like in the Old Testament, you know, you'd have a, a, a person that God spoke to. And, and he said, how do I know it's you? And he said, he would take a fleece and he would put it on the ground. And he said, well, if it's all wet, then I know it's you. And then, you know, and then. Uh, then, then another time he says, well, if it's not wet underneath, I know it's you. And God can do those miracles. If the shadow goes backwards, I know it's you. You know, he can do those miracles, but he's not really doing miracles like that anymore. Uh, you know, like that. He, he rather just, you know, he operates to you and through you by the giftings. Does that make sense? He doesn't need to go make the, this, you know, a shadow go backwards or, you know, of the sun, you know, where the sun is setting. So, so, but he can do those things. God is amazing. Amen. But he wants to operate through us. So sometimes we don't realize when God speaks to us, that's a gift that's operating. It's a, there, it's a word of knowledge. You ever had God tell you something and it was like true? Amen. Uh, my, my wife came to me. This was before the elections. This was many years back. This was back in, I think, 20, well, uh, the election between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And uh, 2016, and, and uh, the Holy Spirit said to my wife, uh, Trump's going to be the next president. And, you know, that's a word of knowledge. Actually, it's actually a word of wisdom because it's actually proclaiming the future. So it was not just a word of knowledge. It was actually a word of wisdom. Let me just correct that. It was a word of wisdom. It was a prophetic word dictating what the future is going to hold. And she knew it. She knew it was God. I said, you really believe that? Because people didn't know. I mean, all the news people were saying Hillary Clinton is going to take it by storm, right? All the news people. Lights, camera, fiction. Oh, we'll continue. And um, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? The news. Boy, are you guys catching on? I don't watch the news anymore. I, 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 I'm totally, I'm, I'm, if it gets bad enough, one of you guys are going to call me. I just don't watch it. I don't even watch. I used to watch all the political stuff. I don't even watch that stuff anymore. I'm a happier person now. I used to get so angry watching the news. And, and, and the Lord said, it, it, you, you, you get too fleshy. Get, get away from the news. Amen. Uh, the only news I want to read, uh, I want get, to get acquainted with is the good news. Amen. Amen. And so, so we're talking about tongues and, and interpretation tongues and, and giftings. And so God can move. And, and, and with a word of knowledge and, and a word of wisdom and show you something that's going to happen. Amen. But even, and sometimes in prophecy, this happens. But I'm going to say this. Even if God does show you something, some things will happen and some things might happen. In a, in a word of wisdom. In other words, there might be some things that we might have to do. We might get, have to get in agreement with God for some things to happen. God could say to, through somebody, I'm going to prosper you and make you a millionaire. Praise God. And it, but, but then God may direct you to open a business or do something. But if you don't do those steps, you, you want, that, that, that prophecy may not be fulfilled. You may think, well, all I got to do is sit around and it's just going to drop on me, baby. It may not. Unless you start moving out. And doing some things. God said I was going to be, be the next pastor of, uh, of the church with my, my, my pastor. He, he gave me a word of knowledge. He said, you're going to be the next pastor. And I, it looked impossible because I was a single guy. I didn't have a wife. And my, my pastor was married and he was very traditional. And he wanted to turn the church over to a married couple. Try to offer the church to other people. And, but God kept saying, I said, Lord, you're offering, you know, he's offering to other people. He's not seeing me. He's not seeing me. God said, be, be patient. You're going to be the next pastor. But he's, he doesn't, I'm a single guy. I'm not supposed to be the, he, they don't believe in singles being the next pastor. He, he's running the church. And God's going to say, you're going to be the pastor. I said, all right. 
If you think so, if you say so, I, I had many years of doubts. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I didn't think so. I was like, okay. And I was sitting back there. I was the, I was the guy doing everything. You know, I was helping the, I was assistant pastor and I would be running the sound back there. And, and we would be behind, I'd be behind the curtain. And I, and I kind of loved it because then you guys couldn't look at me. And because I was behind the curtain, so I could pick my nose. And you guys wouldn't even know. I could make faces at you guys. You guys would know because I was, I was back there. And I was thinking, you know, I think I like being back here. I remember saying that. Lord, I, think I, I don't think I need to be the pastor. I said, he has all the, all the pressure. I have no prayer. I'm, I'm good. As soon as I said, I'm good, I, I can be back here until Jesus comes back. Two weeks later, the pastor came to me and says, we believe that God wants us to turn the church over to you. I said, what? <laughs> I was happy. I just got happy. I mean, it took me years to get happy being behind the curtain. And yeah, I think, I said, do you believe that God is telling you to do that? I said, I think he might be. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So what, what am I saying? I'm, if God gives you a word in advance, sometimes that God will tell people. Now, every once in a while, the Holy Spirit may move on somebody and says, you know, if you're a single person, that person's going to be your spouse. Amen. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will say that. Be careful. You don't want to be blowing that out to the other person. You might scare them away. You might want to just cool out, let God move and do some things. A word of, uh, of knowledge and, and, a, and a word of wisdom uh, uh, kind of work together. And I remember when I was with my, my wife and, uh, and we, uh, well, we were dating at the time. You know, I wasn't 100% sure she was going to be uh, my wife and we were dating. And uh, I remember that, uh, uh, that uh, I wasn't going to see her because I was trying to play it cool. I said, we've been kind of going out. We've been out twice this week and let's cool it out for the weekend. We don't need to go out on the weekend. And, you know, I was just trying to be cool. I don't want to move too fast. You know, I'm a pastor and got to be slow and you know, slow and steady, fast and fragile. And, uh, and so and then my mom said, hey, doesn't your, doesn't Yen like strawberries? And I said, yeah, I think she likes strawberries. Yeah, she, I don't know. I asked her today. She says, I don't really like strawberries. I said, okay. And, uh. And I said, she likes strawberries. She said, there's a strawberry festival over at Pungo. You can, uh, what, uh, my mom said, there's a strawberry festival at Pungo. Why, why don't you ask her? I said, oh, I just told her I'm not going out. And then I called her that morning, Saturday morning. I said, you want to go to the strawberry festival? Man, I, 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 I told her I didn't want to go out. And then now I'm telling her, you want to go? She said, sure. I said, okay. And so, and so uh, I, I, we, we drove to the stra- uh, strawberry festival. Anybody ever been over there in Pungo? You know, they got all these rides and all this food and all that. And I remember that uh, she was shopping and, uh, and you know, because they have these, these booths, they have jewelry and clothes and all this stuff. And she was shopping and all of a sudden I had this, uh, this God moment. It was almost like a slow motion moment and I was looking at my wife and it was almost time changed and it was like I'd been with her all my life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It was, it was like a word of, uh, uh, of wisdom, a word of knowledge. It was like, wow. And I'm like, wow. And I said, she's the one for me. Wow. And it's good to have a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom working in your life. Because sometimes we're guessing. We don't know. We're not sure. We're, not, we're, 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 we're just trying to figure it out. And it's God, it's good to know that God is with you and she's the one. And I haven't even kissed her yet. I don't even know if she's a good kisser. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I don't even know. Are you listening? I mean, that's like, you got to be God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? It was my, my mom and my dad. They, they, they fell in love writing letters to each other. He was on board ship and they wrote letters to each other. And my, and my dad, you know, you know, basically asked her to marry him. I don't know if it was in a letter or over the phone. I think it might have been over the phone. And so he hadn't seen her. They, they just fell in love with letters. He, she, they only met like one time in, 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 the, physical, in the physical realm. So he was all, always gone. So he, uh, he always says that when he came from board ship, he, he got all this money. He bought a diamond ring for my mom. He was all ready. He was locked and loaded. And he said he wasn't too sure when he saw my mom was to kiss her or shake her hand. 
<laughs> because, you know, they never even embraced. They never even hugged. But they fell in love with letters. Do you know you can fall in love with these letters? Do you know you can fall in love with God through reading these letters written to the church? You can actually get more. God can become more real to you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And, you know, he, he did kiss her. I guess, you know, um, mom never told me if he was a good kisser or not. But, um, but they got married. Amen. What am I saying? I'm saying that, that God, the Holy Spirit, wants to be intimately acquainted in every part of our lives. And he's not a God just out there, far away. He just set it all up and it just goes. No, God is moving in our lives all the time. But you've got to recognize him. You've got to recognize that he's moving. And so he wants to move through these giftings. And, and so we see here, it says here, uh, in, in, let's, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And it says here that he who speaks in a tongue uh, does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However he speaks, he speaks mysteries. I'm going to say this. I've got to stop here because I've got to finish my story. I never, you know, I'm, I'm in Pungo, right? And I'm walking around with Yin, and I, and I had that day, you know, I had that, um, that God moment. Thank you. And so I, I said, let's go to the Ferris wheel. And so we went to the Ferris wheel, and we went up, and, all, and I was playing it cool, super cool. I was not, you know, I'm, I'm playing it really cool. And you hear all these stories. Well, I never even, you know, my, my brother married his, his wife, and they never even kissed until the altar. I'm like, man, that's, 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 that's gambling right there. I, I, I'm not a gambler. But anyway, they didn't even kiss me to get to the altar, man. And oh, my God. What if it was a bad kiss? You know, that would be it. We're annoying that. My God. But, uh, but I was thinking that would be kind of romantic, not kissing until, uh, you know, you get to the altar. But I'm playing it really cool. And I'm on the Ferris wheel. And I'm with my, and I, and I didn't do it. You know, sometimes you see in TV shows where they kind of work it. The guy yawns and puts his arm around the girl, you know, and trying to work that kiss in. You hear what I'm saying today? But all of a sudden, we're in there, and we're going up and, uh, on the Ferris wheel, and I'm kissing her. And it was, just, it was automatic. It was not planned. It was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God is, God is the ultimate romance man. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so he, he gave us a preview of our, our, uh, my relationship with Yen. It was going to be an up and down relationship. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm kidding. But <laughs> we'll continue here. <laughs> Any of your marriages kind of up and down at times? Anyway, don't just keep looking straight. Don't look at your spouse. But uh, we'll continue. But he who prophesied, Amen, Amen. Help me. He he who prophesies speak edification, exhortation, and comfort. Help me say here. So so what here? The simple gift of prophecy is is a simple gift. It doesn't have the word of wisdom or the word of knowledge in it. It's a gift to encourage. So the simple gift of prophecy, could, I could be saying something over somebody in prayer. It could be the same thing because it's, it's a gift of, it's, a, it's a, to uplift the person. Maybe God's saying, I'm with you, I'm for you. And people might need that. People need that. And when, when God speaks through a person, the other person senses the spirit of God in it. And it brings comfort to them. Yes, it's like a divine connection. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And you know it's God speaking to you. Amen. Do you understand? And when you have those divine connections, it's amazing. Yes, and so we, we, we don't seek for them. We, we don't go after them. I got to see an angel. I got to see Jesus. You know, you know, no, we don't seek after those things because the enemy can work in those kind of realms. And the enemy can deceive. So we're not going after trying to get these things to happen. But when they do, it's amazing. So it says here in, in, in four, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. He says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesy. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Now, I'm going to say this. 
that, that God can give you the gift of tongues in an assembly, but you may not have the ability to interpret it yet. Right? So it takes another person working with that gift that has the ability to interpret to, to make it prophecy. So some, some, sometimes what God does is he doesn't allow one person just to have it. Amen. In other words, God wants us working together as a team. Amen. So we're, there's never a, he doesn't want it to be a one-man show. That's right. right? So, so sometimes he'll give somebody a, 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 a uh, you know, diversity of tongue, and then it's a, another person has the gift to interpret it, and that equals prophecy. Sometimes you will have Arlene. She will give out a tongue, and I would interpret it. And it's prophecy. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Sometimes I'll give out a tongue and interpret it myself. And the Bible says uh, uh, in, in here, if you read it, he said when you, when you uh, pray in the Spirit, ask God to give you the gift of interpretation. Yes. Amen? Yes. That's a good thing. Unless you don't want to hear from God. <laughs> unless you're kind of on your own track and you don't want God to bother you then you're not going to be praying. You're not going to be in the word of God. You're not going to be... Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? You, you, you don't want to be bothered. But if you want God in your life, you're going, to, you, you, you're going to be, you know, praying, you know, and sometimes God will tell you things that you don't want to hear. But it's going to be for your own good. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So it says here, again, he wished that all, all spoke in tongues. And what he's talking about, I believe what he's talking about He's talking about the gifting of tongues in assembly. Amen. Now, back to when I was in uh, that place where I was in the home meeting and, and, and uh, we were worshiping. And all of a sudden, this, this is the first time it ever happened to me. I spoke in my prayer language in tongues all the time. But this, it was something different. It was like an anointing that came over me. And I spoke a tongue out in that meeting and that was the first time that ever happened to me. And it was really different and strange because, I, because it, was, it was like a more uh, a stronger uh, urge of God coming through. It was more uh, authoritative. And so when I spoke it out, the other person, it, it was silent and then uh, nothing happened. And then uh, the guy said, is there somebody going to interpret this? And then one person said, I was supposed to interpret that, but I didn't do it. He was a little nervous. And, and then one person said, well, why don't you pray and see if the interpretation is still there? He prayed and he interpreted the tongue that I spoke out. And I remember that it, it was edifying. It built up the, 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 the group, the, the, the little house group that we were in. And I remember driving home that day thinking, I'm operating in a gift. Praise God. That was like, I mean, I was excited. I was like, God used me. And see, we, we need to get excited about these things. That God's using us. That God, that God, allow, now, of course, he, he, he can use a donkey. So, I mean, don't get too excited. Don't get your head too big. Because if he can talk through a donkey, he can talk through me. He can talk through us, right? So don't get so excited about that. But get excited. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so, so we continue. He says, uh, he wishes we all speak in the gift of tongues. But, but now, brethren, I come to you, speak with tongues. What shall I profit you unless I speak with either by the revelation of knowledge or by prophecy or by teaching? Even things without life with flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound or will it prepare for the battle? What Paul is saying here, he's saying that because we have the gift of tongues and some of us are baptized in the Holy Spirit, doesn't mean we need to come charging in the church, praying as loud as we can in the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That doesn't mean that he's saying that just because you have the gift and probably what was going on because he was teaching the Corinthians church, probably what was going on, they were coming in going, oh yeah, and they're praying out loud and getting all excited like peacocks, you know, showing their feathers and, and being, maybe they had a little pride. And he, and, and, and he was just saying, listen, guys, listen, gals, uh, just because you have the gift, you don't need to show it off. Yeah, that's right. Amen. In other words, it's for your prayer time. It's, it's, you know, yes, it's great. You got that gift, but it doesn't make you better than the person that may be b- believing for the gift that doesn't have it yet. That's right. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You're not any better. That's right. We may be more equipped, but may, we're not any better. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? That? Well, we could be in a sense because we can edify ourselves and build ourselves up on our most holy faith. We, we can actually probably move um, in, in a greater power of God. Of course we can. Um, but, but until that time, glory to God, if you're not baptized, don't be downhearted, but be believing God to help you. Amen. Amen. And he can work. He can operate through the giftings. He can, he can do amazing things. And, and so we see this. So, so Paul is saying here that, that you know, make sure that, that when you're, if you're going to give a tongue out, that somebody can interpret it. Amen. And then let's drop down to 14. It says here, uh, for 13 says, therefore, let's go to 13. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. That's where he says that you interpret for if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now, you know, uh, I'm going to say this. A lot of times, you know, some of you are bilingual. Uh, you can speak two languages. Uh, you, you know, some of you can speak Spanish and English. I wish I could speak English, you know. And, um, and, but, um, but, but some of you can speak. But when you're speaking in, 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 in tongues, you don't understand what you're saying, right? And so that's why he's saying, pray that you interpret what you're saying. And I'm going to say this, when, you, when, when I pray in a tongue and I interpret it, I, I'm not actually understanding what I'm saying that's coming out of my mouth. But I, by faith, I step out and I speak uh, English. English words come out. Does that make sense? It's not like I'm, I, I'm interpreting what is, you know, I'm not uh, doing a word for word translation. I'm interpreting it the mind and the will of God in that situation. You got it? And so, and so again, so, so we, for, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What, what is the conclusion then? I will, now, this is powerful. I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit. I will sing with the understanding. I want to stop here. Because there's some people... Uh, will say, well, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you have to wait until the unction of the Holy Spirit before you can pray in the Spirit. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, what they say is, well, you got to wait until God moves on you before you pray. Well, that's the gift. But your prayer language, you can pray at will. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Most of you guys know that. Once you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can pray at will. And so what Paul is saying here. He's saying is, I will pray. Notice he says, I will pray. He doesn't say, I will pray by the, by, by the Holy Spirit coming upon me. No, he's saying, I will pray in the Spirit. I will pray uh, in, in the natural. I will sing in the Spirit. And I will sing in, uh, in, in the natural. So what he was saying was, he was saying, I will. So what, what am I saying to you today? I'm saying to you today that once you get the gift of the Holy Spirit... You can start exercising that gift of the Holy Spirit. And you may start off with just a couple words. But then the Holy Spirit will give you more words. And you will get more words. And you'll get more words as you practice. As you just pray a little bit under your breath, a little bit every day. Amen. And, and you know, you don't need to make it, you know, oh, I got to, you know, it, you get to. You don't got to. And so what you want to do in your time of worship and sometimes we're worshiping up here. Sometimes the worship singers like Arlene may, be, may come out. May, it just may just come out. Uh, tongues. But it's because we're worshiping God. We're spirit beings. Are you, are, we're just not natural beings. We're spiritual beings. And so tongues can come out. Now, I'm going to say this too. I am closing. My wife got prayed for to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so we had all the ladies around. And we prayed for her. But she didn't receive that moment. Right. And so she she just didn't receive. But but on that Wednesday, we were in worship. And as she was in worship, praising the Lord, all of a sudden, these the prayer language of tongues came out of her mouth. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? She was she wasn't all tight. I got to got to get got to get this. She was relaxed. She was worshiping God. You know, we just said, you got it. It's just, it's just a process. And she was okay. She was not against it. She wasn't against speaking in tongues. She was for it. She wanted to have it. And while she was worshiping God, all of a sudden, the prayer language came out. And she said, whoa, oh, praise the Lord. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So what I'm saying is some of you that's believing, some of you, it may, it just, it, you know, just keep standing and believing, you know, we can pray for you, but, but it could happen while you're worshiping God. Some people, even when they come out of sleep, they, they start praying. And why, why? Because you're relaxed. And, and God moves through us when we're at rest right. and not when we're agitated. Right. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Is this helping anybody today? I, I, hope, it, I hope it's helping some of you today. So, 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 so these giftings can really help move not only you forward and what God is trying to reveal to you to do, but also, and even showing you what like Paul and uh, revealing to Paul that he was a minister and, and, and all that. But, but also it will help people move forward. Yes. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And just because, has anybody ever been prophesied over in, in the house today? Yes. Have you ever felt like you were prophesied over, but it wasn't really on? It wasn't really God? Sometimes, it's not, sometimes it may not be. A person may be trying to get it right, right? But that's why you got to be discerning. And the Bible says you test prophecy. So it said, it said let one, let one prophesy, let, let people test it to see if God was really in it. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? So prophecy is not an exact science. The enemy can work. Flesh can be involved. So you got to test prophecy. Uh, my wife says, well, if somebody says something, I just wait and see if it comes to pass. If it doesn't come to pass, they're a false prophet. No, I'm kidding, but... <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see. We get all these things. Yeah, God's going to do a mighty thing. Okay, we'll see if it happens. Right? And, and you got to test it. You, you got you to test and, and sometimes the timetable is the test. Sometimes if it doesn't come to pass. Now, it might be something we might need to do to make it come to pass. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It might be something we might need to position ourselves in. Amen. And so, and so, and so it, it's, it's not exact science. So, so, so you all, you, you do and you can judge prophecy. Amen. We need to be, don't just swallow everything you hear. Amen. If you hear it and, and you and you bear witness, if somebody prophesies over you and say, you're going to this place and you don't have any clue and say, what? <laughs> or if, if some, some uh, single gals or some ugly guy that's, you know, been, been reading his Bible and he's, jacked up on the Holy Spirit, and he says, God, you know, and he prophesies, you're supposed to marry me, you know. You, you, you may want to, you know, if it doesn't bear witness with you, you, you got people in church that do that. They, oh, God told me you were supposed to be hooked up. God didn't say anything to me. Amen. Are you listening? People do that. They get, they, they, they get their, they do. They, one person showed up, one, one lady showed up in some Men, in a wedding dress, trying to marry some minister that was already married. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't want that happening. <laughs> Why? Because we can, we can, we can get off. We can, we can start thinking that we're hearing from God and it's not God at all. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We got to be careful. Spiritual things, you got you to you know, be discerning. Amen. All that glitters isn't gold. All, every prophecy isn't from God. Amen. Are you hearing what? This, is this helping anybody today? Amen. Because somebody can prophesy gloom and doom, and I'm not receiving that. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And people do that. Are you there? But not in this church. Has anybody ever experienced anything like that? Anybody? No. No. You guys like, yeah. All right. I think I, I'm going to close down for today. Amen. My wife's giving me the single. Let's bow our heads. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are so good. You are so merciful. And I thank you, Father, for these precious people out here. I thank you, Father God, we're not just a word church, but we're a spirit-filled church. And I thank you, Father God, that we're just not word people, but we're spirit-filled people. And I thank you, Father God, that you desire to move through us in supernatural ways. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, that for those that are listening to me at the sound of my voice, maybe, maybe you're out here in the audience today, maybe you're watching online, maybe you, you haven't experienced any of this, or maybe you have bad experiences with the giftings of the Holy Spirit. God is a good God, and God wants us walking in truth and receiving truth. 
and walking in the power of His Spirit. But maybe you're out here and you haven't even, you don't even know if you're saved. You're, you're watching online or, and you, you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Well, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. This is the day. Maybe you're, you're, you're one foot in the world and one foot in the church or, and you're just kind of straddling the fence. Well, it's time to get all on with God. Go full on board with Him. And the Bible says today is the day of salvation. So if you're ready to do this, make this move for God. I believe God's going to radically change your life. He's going to empower you and help you in everything that you do. Say this in meaning your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.